welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice. I'm your host, Pastor David, where I help you to use your voice for the glory of God to speak up and speak out for what matters to God. Welcome to today's episode. It is June 22nd of 2021, Uh, so it's a Tuesday. And so on this episode, I'm going to talk about being Jesus. More specifically, what that looks like to unbelievers. Because I've been around for a bit, you know, a couple of years or so. Anyways, and I've seen mainly on social media the nastiness that is brought on by people. Notice I say people, and I'm not making a specific group. And people do this on the internet, especially social media, right? It's easy to hide behind a keyboard and, you know, say what you say, right? And the real question is, though, as Christians, as people who identify with Jesus, how are we supposed to be? Because at the end of the day, people are going to be nasty, right? This, This world is filled with nasty people. I mean, that's why we have wars. That's why we have raging anti-Semitism. That's why we have a new insert there. So, hey, let me know your thoughts with a voice message, which is linked below on this issue. All right, and you will be featured in a future episode. And I will be more than happy to answer your questions. So, What does this look like? What do you mean, be Jesus? You know, what about these people? What about things like Matthew 23, which Jesus talks and calls people dens, you know, of vipers and whitewashed tombs? And what about all that, though? Well, I'm so glad you asked. All right. One, at that time, it was toward the end of, you know, Jesus's earthly ministry. And it was directed specifically against the religious leaders of that day. Okay, it was it was not against unbelievers. So we need to be Jesus. Period. All right, and, and being Jesus does not look like returning insult for insult, or as the Bible says and tells us what not to do in Romans and other places. Right? We do not return evil for evil. So, what do you mean by that? You're probably asking. I'm so glad you asked that one too. In other words, people insult us, right? Or people leave nasty comments or nasty emails, right? I mean, all these things that I that I that I get myself. Right? What about all that? Well, the Bible tells us everything we need to know as usual. And you know, I love Scripture. I'm a lover of Scripture, and Scripture, at the end of the day, is our litmus test of truth. Uh, Most importantly, applying to ourselves. Um, So, what should we do anyways? I mean, what is the answer? Right? Um, Well, Jesus in Luke 6.35 tells us, But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, 
and there will be sons of Elyon, for he is kind to the ungrateful and evil. So, hmm, we got a couple things to unpack here. It says, but love your enemies, right? So people who come against us are our enemies, right? Every unbeliever is our enemy, right? Because we are identified with Jesus and, you know, friendship with the world and all that is and with enmity with God Almighty and his ways. However, however, we do not fight against those specific people. No. Instead, we love our enemies, right? Jesus demonstrated this, right? Jesus, you know, wow. He always demonstrated. He was no hypocrite, right? He didn't say, do as I say, not as I do. No, he said, do as I say, because that's what you see me do, right? Going back to uh, yesterday's episode where I talked about hearing from the Father, listening to the Father, right? Jesus saw what the Father did, right? So the Father told him what to do and showed him what to do, right? The Father God is no hypocrite. Same thing, Jesus, right? Do as I say now, I'm going to show you how to do it. And he demonstrated it beautifully and wonderfully. So he is our prime example. Okay, I don't care who the leader is in the ministry, in in the body of Christ as a whole. If if they go against scripture, they go against scripture. There's no two ways about it. Right? So if they go out there and they make fun of people, right? If they attack people, well, at the end of the day, they're wrong. Right? But love your enemies. And what are we supposed to do instead? To do good. Right? And land. Wow. Expecting nothing in return. Right? What would that look like practically in our lives? Um, if it's if it's on social media, a, a simple God bless you. Right? We don't expect them to say God bless you back and I love you. We don't expect them to immediately fall on their knees and repent. Right? No. We simply God bless you. Or, or we see them wherever. Right? We, we give. It says lend. Expecting nothing in return. Right? I don't know. Give out food give out clothes, give out money, or, or have conversations? How about that? Right? And and how do why would we even do that? Are you sure, brother? Well, yeah, because at the end of that verse, it says, for he who God, right? God most high is kind to the ungrateful and evil ones. All right? So he's kind to the people who spew hatred, the people who just want to argue, the people who want to insult, the people who want to mock, God is kind to them. So my question is then why can't we be kind if God is kind? Right? Well, it, is that true or not? Well, are you saved? Then God is kind to you. Then God was kind to you even in your state of being ungrateful and being an evil one. So why do we not demonstrate? Hmm? I believe it's a matter of pride. I mean, we can be filled with pride and, you know, attempt to talk gentle. But at the end of the day, we're not being gentle. We're just having a gentle tone, but still being jerks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can be a gentle jerk. 
And people are going to respond to that. And Jesus never once, let me, let me make this perfectly clear, he never once mocked the unbelievers. Yes, he made a, a few points about hell, right? About the wrath of God abiding upon and all that. But that sword cuts both ways. And I believe that when Jesus said things like that, he was addressing both believers and unbelievers. Believe me, you can be a believer and then be disobedient as well. You can say you identify with Jesus, but be disobedient. So don't get on the religious high horse and think everything's cool because you're going to get knocked down. It's going to hurt. And don't make the decision to get back up on the high horse because you're going to get knocked down again. And then you're going to cry and whine. Why does this keep happening to me? Well, because you will not follow the commands of Jesus. You're living in disobedience. And what is disobedience? Oh, it means that the wrath of God abides upon you now. So be forewarned. Be forewarned about this. Right, people, that's at the end of John chapter 3, by the way. Right, people conveniently somehow skip over that. Right, but we're supposed to operate right, as better than the world. Right, We're supposed to show the world Jesus. But when we're just like the world, but we say we represent Jesus, is it no wonder that unbelievers want nothing to do with Jesus? I, don't, I, I, I posted on Twitter... Uh, late last night that you know if I were an atheist and people on social media you know treated me like that I wouldn't want anything to do with Jesus either it's, it's not a surprise um, to be perfectly honest why because we say we represent Jesus right but we're just like the world we say we represent Jesus but we go and attack we get into arguments we get into debates with people on social media. That's not Jesus. Jesus never did that with unbelievers. They came to him and they could accept his ways. They could reject his ways like the rich young ruler did. Right? He came to Jesus. What must I do to be saved? Jesus told him. Told him what his problem was. Right? What happened? The guy walked away. Jesus didn't sit there and debate with him. Okay? But he also loved him, as it tells us in the scripture, at the same time. So why aren't we able to do it? Friends, you need to repent of this right now, Betsy. If you've been out there and you've been I'm gonna, an internet apologist, quote-unquote, right? Um, and, and you're attacking other people, then you're no apologist, right? Because attacking people is not giving you a reason for the hope that is within you, right? That's where the apologists love to go to take the scriptures from, right, that specific area, and yet they fail to follow it. Right, they like say, well, it means give a good defense, sure, but giving a good defense is giving a good reason for the hope that is within us. Are we really even doing that? Are we even able to do that? Let's go deeper. Are we even able to do that when we're just nasty in our tongues? When we're just willing to just argue with people and, and, and say how horrible they are and how stupid they are and, and even worse. Yes, I'm talking about things that come out of the mouths of professing 
Christians. And the Bible tells us, right, sweet water and bitter water cannot come from the same source. So you apologists out there on the internet, let me ask you, are you really truly saved? What comes out of your mouth on a constant basis? Right? What do you say about other people? Oh, they're stupid, they're nasty, they're ignorant, they're blah, blah. Really? And you think you're representing Jesus. You think that's actually bearing good fruits, right? The Bible says, can a bad tree produce good fruit? Or can a good tree produce bad fruit, right? The obvious answer is no, right? This is what Jesus said. And so what are your roots? Whatever your roots are will produce fruits. And what comes out of our mouths on a daily basis, on a constant basis, shows us our roots. Shows us whether we truly have a heart of flesh or a heart of stone. So my question to you is examine yourself in light of scriptures and what is coming out of your mouth. Because whatever comes out of your mouth will either edify you and others or the opposite and will curse you yourself, right? We know that Jesus says it's not what goes in that defiles us, but what comes out of our mouths that defile us. So, are you defiling yourself or not? I can't answer the question for you. And am I getting specific people, though? I have people in mind. And you can either take this and say, man, wow, according to scripture, I'm not living right. And you could be the greatest apologist you know, ever in terms of numbers and books and spouting off knowledge oh okay but at the end of the day not all of that is meaningless right it's dunk it's doo-doo it's poo-poo if it doesn't line up with scripture if it's not in the correct spirit if it's not according to yes the fruits of the spirit and we're going to get into that on the other side of the break we're going to take a quick break for ads all right welcome back so we're talking about today being Jesus, right? And I'm going into what does Jesus say? What does he have us do? Right? We're supposed to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in, dwelling in us, right? I talked about um, the fruits of the Spirit at, at the um, end of the break. So now we're going to go into a bit of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. Right? We're, 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 we are told to walk by the Spirit. So, verse 13 tells us, Brothers and sisters, you are called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Stop acting according to the flesh. Alright, honestly, when it comes down to it, that is, when we say that we identify with Jesus, but we act anything like Jesus, we're profaning his name. We are taking the Lord's name in vain. That, my friends... Is honestly the truest, deepest sense of what it means to take the Lord's name in vain, to profane his name. When we act anything but, I mean, it's no different than say we represent X company, right? And 
the company clearly has values, right? Has a mission statement, so on. But when we go against that company, right? And we're fired, and we're like, how did I get fired? Well, because what the policy is, we just went against it, and now we don't represent their values anymore. So, should be no surprise to us when we get fired. No different than we shouldn't be surprised when atheists and agnostics and whatever un, uh, unbelievers in general come against us and attack us in mass. Well, I wonder why. Because we just broke the value system of Jesus. All right, we went on the attack. Well, what's going to happen? Wait, how do you act when you get attacked, right? You respond out of being attacked. Now, we shouldn't do that. None of us do it perfectly, respond perfectly. And many of us end up responding imperfectly. And, you know, that's just truth. But we're not supposed to at the end of the day, right? And Paul tells us what to do, right? Tells us the fruits of the flesh versus the fruits of the spirit. How about hostility and strife? Right, what is your, is that what's your tongue? Is, are you constantly tying into it, constantly arguing back and forth? That's hostility and strife that is in you. I believe also part of that is self-ambition. So if you're wondering where I'm reading from, I'm reading from uh, Galatians 5, and I'm in uh, verse 20. Dissension, right? Factions, oh, look at me, look at you. Hmm. But, but what is, what are the fruits? Right? Study it for yourself. Study study the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit. And when you study it, go go look and see what is predominantly in you by what comes out of your mouth. What it, What is ever in us is going to come out of our mouth on a constant basis. I'm not talking about those times where we all mess up. You know, we slip up and some nasty stuff comes out of our mouth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the time. That is how we are. That's how we decide to deal with people. What is coming out of your mouth in that constant daily basis? And let me just say that if you post it on social media, it's the exact same thing as if you said it in person. No different. You just put that out there. So go and study the fruits of the Spirit. Right? Think about it. First most importantly, are you operating from the basis of love? What is your motivation for it? Well, I'm just giving you a good defense from us for the faith. But is it from love? I'm just explaining the scriptures. But is it from love? That's all that matters at the end of the day. Right? Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, right? And still I show you a better way. And he talked about love. Right? He, he went deeply into it about this issue of love and I'm going to go by the Holy Spirit's leading and I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 13 right now thank God for the internet right so so let's 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 pause and I'm going to read through 1 Corinthians 13 starting verse 1 but if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and not all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I own, and if I hand over my body 
so I might boast, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, and does not envy, does not brag, it is not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way, it is not provoked. Hint, hint, it keeps no account of wrong. It does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. It endures mocking, it endures scorning. Love never fails. Amen. So, you study that chapter for yourself. And in light of that scripture, think about it. What is your motivation for saying and doing? What is your motivation for ministry? What is your motivation for preaching? What is it? What is your motivation for what you preach, what you teach, what you speak about, what you write about? What is the motivation? Because if it's not love, guess what? You've just become a noisy, clanging symbol. You are nothing. You gain nothing. Just what the scripture says. And and all the time we need to apply that concept to ourselves because everything that Jesus did was from a motivation of love and redemption everything he didn't just say it to say he didn't say because oh I'm God Almighty and I know better than everybody else they could have but he did not he demonstrated this love that's why I believe Paul was able to write such a wonderful exegetical teaching on love and that's all why later on he was able to tell us what the fruits of the spirit are my question is then, what fruits do you have? Because many of you out there, quite frankly, have rotten fruits, and then you wonder why. I know people, I don't get it. Why, why do they respond to me in such a way? You, you act so surprised and shocked and get all butt hurt and such. And I'm telling you why. Because of the way you act toward other people. It's the way you mock the unbelievers. It's the way you return evil for evil. Instead of returning, you know, for evil, you return love. Just as the scripture says. Dig in those scriptures, my friends. Dig in the scriptures for yourself. Don't dig in the scriptures for the purposes of just teaching or just being able to write an article or just for preaching purposes. No, primarily, you need to dig in the scriptures for yourself. You need... You need the sharpness of the word of God to pierce and separate the holy that is in you from the profane that is in you. And if you don't read the scriptures for that purposes, then why even read them? It's, it's, it's just there's no purpose to it. The scriptures are there, are there for a reason. Primarily for us. Right? All scripture is Holy Spirit breathed out right for the purposes and when it's described the purposes is not just describing for the purposes of telling others teaching others rebuking others no it needs to be applied to ourselves first I've said it before I said it again a lot of what I speak on comes from what I have learned the mistakes I have made and such and I and so I don't speak from a place of pride I'm not bragging how good I am all right there's only one good and it's called Jesus that's it it's not me or it's not you so 
scripture that comes to mind before we end is where Paul writes, you know, it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. My question is, who lives in you? Who is truly living? Have you been crucified with Christ? Do you take up your cross daily, denying your flesh, denying your ambition, denying all the worldly systems? And is what you're doing for an audience of people or is it for the audience of one? God Almighty, I can't tell you that, but I will tell you that there is a vast light years of difference between the two. And don't be surprised at the outcome, depending on which one you go by. By the way, good the fruits aren't how many followers you have, how many books you've written, how many articles, how many live videos you've been in, how many debates, none of that. All of that is, is dung compared to Jesus. Who are you doing it for and what are you doing it for? That will determine what you say next and what you do next whenever the next time is that you post something or speak on something. And I pray that you repent today of pride, self-ambition and that you lay it all on the altar before the feet of Jesus everything Lottie Dottie everything so thank you for listening once again let me remind you go ahead and leave me a voice message it's in the link in the description of this podcast episode wherever you're listening to it on I thank you for listening let me ask you a favor to share this Just click that share button and wherever you you can share that, please do. And, you know, hit that like if this is your first time. Hit that follow or subscribe or whatever that button is on the podcast episode that you're listening to this on on the platform. Um, You can also email me with any questions you have. My email is also linked in the description. So with that, I say God bless you. I will talk to you again later. Do not forget that tonight, as of the recording, is the Breed of Truth podcast episode, and I'll hit it up more deeply about what it means to be like Jesus to people. God bless you. This is your host, Pastor David, and hooah, live for Jesus, be Jesus, and then you'll have your voice.